Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, Matt, let's talk a little fantasy football today. All right. I'm, I'm kind of leaning that way. Yeah. So, football fantasy outsiders. I think, I think fantasy season's officially started. It's pretty much. Yeah, we know what the rosters are largely going to be now. There's not going to be any big surprises in terms of uh, skill position players, there may be a trade, maybe Austin Ekelar gets moved mm-hmm. or something like that. But by and large, we know who the, who the players are at this point. So football outsiders uh, did a, a little thing here. Most undervalued and most overvalued fantasy football draft players here. Okay. Um, let's start with the overvalued players first. This so, is re- I assume this is going to be based off best ball because best ball right now is, on fire, you know, the, the best ball mania and all this stuff going on. So we're getting ADPs, you know, which is yeah. good. That's why I said, it. I really do think it's, this is the beginning of fantasy season. Absolutely. So this is written by uh, Chris, ba- uh, Chris Baggs. Um, football outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. So his most overvalued stud running back, Saquon Barkley. He worries me too. His ADP is 14.3 on underdog fantasy. He's 27th rated running back in the air or player in the quote unquote spags ranking. I guess he has his own rankings with this. Okay. Um, I'm he, had a heavy, he had a heavy workload last year, heavy workload injury history, but all backs do. I mean, I hold, I don't hold that against backs too much. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. Um, it's a small thing, but they drafted Gray in the fifth round. I think you just want to take three touches off his plate per game. It's not – they invested so heavily in wide receivers. I think they throw the ball a little bit more. And he's starting to get to that age where he could drop off a little. You know, like I don't think – I end of the second round, yeah, I'm in on Saquon. Maybe in the middle of the second round, but not at the turn. Yeah. That's where it's going to be tough. And, and he honestly could have gone with a number of different backs on this list. Derrick Henry. Henry scares the heck out of me. Josh Jacobs scares me after yeah. the workload he had last year. And I don't think they're going to be a very good football team. Right. And then Joe Mixon. I mean, we're talking about three guys. Well, two of them, Henry Henry and Mixon, were basically first round, you know, early second round players that I don't know if I want to touch this year. I thought Mixon looked bad last year. Yeah. And his numbers weren't great. The other two I'd throw in there, I don't I still am not convinced Alvin Cook's even going to be a Viking. And I thought his tape fell off last year. And I don't know what to do about Kamara. I mean, there's still a really good chance he gets suspended and he's that age too. I mean, that's that's the the Connor draft class, you know, Henry. Right. Yeah. You know, like that's that's scary neighborhood now. Yeah, they're getting up in age. And uh, for Cook, in, in, for example, um, you know, there's talk about him potentially being traded. Well, that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to factor in 
like if he lands in a good situation, that, that makes all the difference in the world. But sure, uh, sure. You know, if, if for example, the, the Saints trade for him, well, now it kills both his value and that of, of, uh, mm-hmm. um, right. You know, it just Kamara yeah. just kills them both. Most right. overvalued up and coming running back, Khalil Herbert, 97.4 ADP. He has him as his 107th ranked player. Like for all the dynasty stuff I do, Herbert's stock was going up, 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 up. And then they signed Foreman. Okay. He, that's not that big a competition. He knew he wasn't going to have the backfield to himself. But then they took Roshan Johnson too, and they're all yeah. kind of the same. It's not like this will be your role; you'll be the goal line guy, right? You know, it's one too many mouths on an offense that Fields is going to get ten carries anyway, and probably score ten rushing touchdowns. So, no fault of his own, his situation got worse for fantasy lately. Yeah, I mean, everybody got excited when David Montgomery left, and was like, "Oh, right." Well, so much for that. Yeah, you'd love for it just to be him and Montgomery right now. Oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah, now at least they had clear-cut uh, roles in Montgomery, right, right, you know, right. expecting him to stay healthy. Most overvalued quarterback. And boy, there's the, he's got three of them on here. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. They're, well, they're, 80, three. they're ADP 18.7, 18.9, and 20.6. Yeah, I think they're the top three. I know Allen's the one. Yeah, right, at least in best ball, and any you know, longtime listeners to our show. Uh, now we we did talk about this last year as we in the build up or lead up to fantasy football drafts. Like I would love to have any of those guys on my team, of course, but probably not where I got to draft them. They were like eighteen, nineteen, twenty in that neighborhood. I mean, yeah. they're like mid second rounders right now. Yeah, I mean that's steep. So. I've taken a step back in my fantasy life and thought, Matt, you don't always have to be the 11th or 12th guy in your league drafting. <laughs> you know, that doesn't have to be the rule, you know? And like last year I took Trey Lance and I'm like, all right, I'll be fine. Well, I do think this past year that those three quarterbacks that you mentioned, not coincidentally won a lot of fantasy championships. They did. They, they the, really- the thing is though, like Jalen, you didn't take Jalen Hurts at 20. That's the th- that's what you took Jalen Hurts at eighty, <laughs> right, 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 and so I might be more up for taking Fields in the fifth round, and Aaron Rodgers or uh, around above his ADP or Tua or Lamar, Richard, <laughs> Lamar. You know, like I'm, I, I'm. I don't think I'll be the last one drafting a quarterback anymore. But I won't be the first, but I do want to be tier two with upside and maybe get two of them and hope I get a Hurts. Yeah. I mean, you, you always hate to play the team that has Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Jalen Hurts. Yeah. and Because there's my- always that potential for them to go off for 50 points. Yep. And when when you really hate to play those guys is in the fantasy playoffs. You yeah. Know, like, what matters most, it's like, all right, I've got here. I, I have a lot of points. I have one of the best teams in the league. I'm trotting out Kirk Cousins this week again. <laughs> and I get out, I get outscored by 30 at quarterback. At quarterback. And maybe I'd win in the margin still, but man, that's tough, you know. Yeah. Uh most overvalued wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins. 
That's a big question there. I don't want anything to do with you, Andre Hopkins. No, I, I don't think I want any Cardinal, period. Yeah, they, the value would have to be really, really prime. Like, is Marquise Brown worth more than Hopkins? Hmm. To you? I mean, I don't even care about ADP. Um, For what they cost. I mean, here's the thing with Hopkins. There's always the chance that he gets moved. I bet that's some of the allure, especially with these underdog things, thinking, yeah. hey, I got three months that hopefully he ends up in Buffalo or something. Right. And I'm buying him on the cheap, you know. But he could also get traded to New England, in which case, it you know, it doesn't right, do right. any good. Yeah. I mean, I, he might also be – He might be done. Nine, but he might be on the – knocking on the door. Being he's done. on the back nine for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he might be on hole 16. Uh, most overvalued tight end, Darren Waller. I could not agree more. Okay. Cause I've been, again, it's fantasy season. So I've been starting to listen to more fantasy podcasts. I might actually try underdog this year and, and you know, do some things. And this has kind of blown me away is how it looks like the consensus tight end tiers are Kelsey in his own tier. Cool. I'm not going to fight you on that. You know, I mean, right. He is what Andrews, he is. Andrews is in his own tier. And then at number two, and then it's Waller fighting for the third spot with Kittle, Hawkinson. People were torn on pits. Goddard's not even quite there. So there's a lot of people that I really trust that have Wallers are tight end three right now. And I see, like, I, I would have Hawkinson in tier two. With Andrews, with Andrews, over based, over based again. We were just we just got done talking about second half of the season, right, right, right. And you look at what he did once he went to once he went to Minnesota, right? Where he basically averages seven catches a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tight end two or three stuff. I mean, he has a lot of things aligning for him in that a team that played against him twice a year gave up pretty good stuff to go get him, and then immediately implemented him as a heavy target dude. He was the eighth pick in the draft, and now he's hitting that magical age 26, 27 season. You know, like he has talent, he has draft capital, he has uh, opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> you know, he has a track record with this team. Like, I would definitely take Hawk over, Hall, over Waller. Like and he's, it, he's gone to a completely different situation where in Detroit, you could double the, the heck out of him mm-hmm. and force the ball to go somewhere else. Nobody's doubling him in Minnesota. No, and even Addison showing up doesn't hurt him. No, he's going to get uh, – I think he gets 130 targets this year, and he gets 130 oh. targets. He He's going to catch 90 passes. I would say double-digit touchdowns. I mean, I don't think Addison's catching a lot of touchdowns. Somebody's got to get make up for the Thielen loss. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what you thought of Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen still caught touchdown passes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think – believer, but I wouldn't have considered him – with Andrews in tier two, but I definitely had him well ahead of Waller. You know, yeah, like, I think I, he's easily ahead of Waller. Right. And like he's Waller, my tight end three all day long. Yeah, I can see that. Ahead I, of Pitts. I'm, ahead of Pitts for sure. Yeah. I, I still may end up with Pitts, but as like the fifth or sixth tight end off. You board. can you can have him. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that again. Like us that owned him <laughs> just ruined their season. Just crushed me. Crushed right. me last year. Right. Let's move over to their most over undervalued players. Okay. And again, this is written by uh, Chris Spaggs on Football Outsiders. 
Most undervalued stud running back, Josh Jacobs. His ADP right now is 29.4. Ooh, I thought he'd be going much earlier than that. I did too. I don't have a problem. I'll take him in round three. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of round two, yeah. I I thought he'd be like the 10th pick overall. Yeah, based on what he did. I mean, he got led the league in rushing last year. Yeah, and they the, the beauty of him is now he's catching the ball. Like, I always liked the player. Gruden never threw him the ball. I mean, going into this year, he had one catch his whole career on third downs. Like, yeah. That's crazy talk. <laughs> he's never on the field. He's, he's never on the field. I mean, he's a good receiver at Bama. That's why he's a first-round pick. Uh, most undervalued up-and-coming running back. Well, if he says so. Tyler Algier. Oh, no. ADP of 88.8. So, on Peacock and Williamson, we broke down the NFC South drafts today. And I and we were talking about the running back situation. Do you take Bijan that high? Blah, 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 blah. And I have heard a lot of people talk about Algier and Bijan could be on the field together. You know, Bijan will be the slot. Algier will be in the backfield. They'll run the ball a lot. Maybe Algier ends up, or you know, Bijan ends up games with 12 carries and six targets. Maybe, maybe. Well, but, uh, I, I would go back to what we talked about last year with, with that Falcons team, Matt, where if I'm the owner, Arthur Blank, and we've used top 10 picks, picks. Right. not just first round picks, but top 10 picks right. on a tight right. end, a wide receiver, and a running back, and then I don't give them any of them the football on a consistent basis. Patterson and I'm wondering what in the hell are we doing? Yeah. Uh, Why are we using these top, top 10 picks on these guys if we're only going to give them the ball 15 times a game for Rob in Robinson's case? And in the case of, uh, of you know, the tight end and wide receiver, we're not throwing them the football. No, right, right. What are we doing here? So the Falcons are interesting in that I've seen a lot of stuff about them and also Arthur Smith. And I'm not fighting you on this because that's exactly what happened is how you laid it out. But if you look at Arthur Smith's coordinating career, he coached Matt Ryan last, two years ago and then Titans with Henry and Tannehill. Well, the, the time that if you look at just his quarterbacks, including last year, once Ritter took over, he the number of pass attempts per game was unbelievably low when Mariota was the quarterback. And really, if you look at just even end of Falcons career, Matt Ryan and Ritter last year. He threw the ball a lot more with those guys. It's almost just a huge red flag that Mariota was like the worst quarterback in the league. <laughs> so again, I don't want Tyler Algier. <laughs> Back to the original conversation. I think when Tyler Algier is going to be like a 10 touch per game guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when I was talking about the two running backs being on the field together, everyone says that in May and June and it never happens. Right. Tony yeah, Paul just, is going to play the slot, and Zeke's going to be in the backfield. Yeah, that happened like twice a game. Yeah, you throw it out there, so teams have to. Go, oh well, we better better yeah. at least look at how we we want to defend that, and then you don't have to do it. It could happen, but it does. I mean, Alg- Algier, if if Robinson is out of the equation for some reason, okay, yeah. I, and maybe he's a high a high end uh, yeah. handcuff just because of the way that they run the football and how much they want to run it. But I don't know about undervalued. I mean, I'd probably rather have Jalen Warren. Yeah. 
I could certainly make that argument. There's a clear handcuff. There's, there's also Cordero Patterson and, you know. Right. Most undervalued quarterback, Anthony Richardson. His ADP right now is 150.4. Okay. I wonder what quarterback that is. You know, that quarterback 20 is, a, I mean, it's never um, going to be lower. Yeah, I'm, uh, he doesn't have it listed in I, here. I know they won't do it that but 150.4, you're talking 12th round? Yeah. In a 12-team draft? Okay. I'm an underdog draft now, a best ball now, and I can get him there. I'll definitely do that, especially in a situation like that because everyone drafts like three quarterbacks and whoever has the best score that week, you know, it's best ball, like, you know, right. golf. So even if he doesn't start week two, doesn't kill you. You'll have somebody else in your roster who's going to get you points right. and then – if he happens to come in and start playing and blows up, mm -hmm. and by blows up I mean rushes for a hundred yards and a touchdown every game, yeah, yeah, throws yeah. <laughs> another one, right? Yeah, then that, you then you got something. But most... when you and I, all of our listeners, do their normal, but you know, with your buddies' drafts, you're gonna have a lot more interest. Uh, you'll well, yeah, you'll have uh, way more right. info on on what right, right. Richardson is, what he's going to be. Uh, is he the is he the you know the leader in the clubhouse to start? Is he gonna? Right, right. I think he probably ends up sitting for a while there before he plays, but yep. they'll have a package for him of some type. Mm -hmm. Like uh, in Dynasty, he's going way ahead of Bryce Young and Stroud because he's going to play some year. Yeah, I think that's a mistake though. I'd rather have the guy who I know. I, I wouldn't for Dynasty quarterbacks because all I care about is home runs. I don't want singles and doubles. Yeah, but is Anthony yeah, Richardson – I mean, there's, there's a much better chance that three years from now, Anthony Richardson is Jamarcus Russell. Oh, yeah, but it's easy to find his replacement if you miss. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you look at it that way. But I feel much better about you know Stroud and Young getting an opportunity to – every opportunity to show that they're you know NFL-caliber quarterbacks. I also think they have a better chance to be a starter for three, four years from now. But just in, in in terms of dynasty quarterbacks, you just swing for the fences because if you miss, you'll draft one next year. You'll draft the USC kid next year, and you know, yeah, it's not that expensive. Most undervalued wide receiver, Deontay, George Pickens, mm. sixty six point seven ADP. I think him and Deontay are going very close to each other. Oh, they're going very close. Yeah. And I don't think uh, – well, first of all, I mean, we talked about this last week. Deontay's going to finish with more catches. Well, he's going to catch touchdowns. He's going to catch some touchdowns. <laughs> right. Pickens right. is going to finish with more yards. Probably, yeah. And probably more touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But their, their overall point totals, I think, this year are going to be very close to each other. Yeah, I think it's going to be like Mike Williams versus Keenan Allen, you know, Godwin versus Evans. You know, which one do you prefer? I can make yeah. a case for you. And there are going to be some weeks where, you know, teams are going to pick their poison. They're going to double Pickens and leave Deontay one-on-one, -on -one, or they're going to double Deontay and, and leave Pickens one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, or one's better versus man, one's better versus zone. You know, one's nursing a knee or, you know, I mean, they're right. But I think both. But I think both are going to wind up very undervalued in fantasy football. I do, too. And uh, Deontay, to me, just the Steelers. For, the Steelers are going to have more than ten touchdown passes this year. No, they'll double that. Yeah, so more than yeah. You know, I, I think you know if I look at, um, 
And I don't think Robinson changes my perspective on those two from a fantasy perspective. No, not at all. Not no. at all. Right. And if you can get if you can get Pickens at sixty six point seven, what is that? Uh, that's right around round five. So yeah. basically, you're going to get him as your wide receiver two or three. That seems about right for today, though. I mean, there's so many receivers in the league. If I get him as my wide receiver three, mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good about. I'm feeling pretty good about that. I mean, he's never going to leave the field. Oh yeah, he's going to be out right. there constantly, and he's right. going to get 100 targets, 100 plus targets this year. Yes. Would I you have... take both? I know I already know this answer. I shouldn't even mention it. You'll take both Steelers over any Raven in fantasy. Yes. Because again, those three are all going right next to each other too. But that's three heads instead of two. I mean, that, I think that's an easy. Would you take either Steeler over Amari Cooper? Um. I'm not a Cooper believer, but he's clearly Cooper's Cooper's home road splits are are troubling. Dismal, yeah. I mean, when when Amari Cooper on the road is a jag, yeah, yeah. Amari Cooper at home is a stud. Mm-hmm. This is this is not just last year. This is over the course of his career. Oh, like big it, it, it's amazing that the the home road splits. So you know, it, when you balance it all out, would I take him? Arguably, maybe. Yeah. No, I don't love the Browns' passing game, but Cooper's. He's in lead team. He's the number one. He's a clear number one. He's going to get the most targets in that offense. I'm trying to think like receivers off the top of my head that are right there with Deontay and Pickens. You know, like Mike Williams. Um, what neighborhood are we talking here? Jerry Judy. I think I think Sutton Judy is a conversation like. I'm not big on Sutton. That's why I threw Judy out, not Sutton. Yeah. I'd take both Steelers over Sutton. But I think, I mean, Deontay's going to get 130 plus targets again this year. Right, right, right. I mean, that's just what he, he, he demands those kind of targets. Like, always and he's, open. And he's not, he's not going to have zero touchdowns again. Right. Not going to happen. So if he gets, he goes back, you know, two years ago, he had, he had eight two years ago. Let's say he, he goes out and gets half of that. Let's say he has four touchdowns this year. Then we would all take the over on that. So if he has eight, over 85 catches, which he should do, mm-hmm. and 1,000 yards and five touchdowns, he's a wide receiver, two all day long. Yeah, yeah. Borderline wide receiver, one, depending on the touchdowns. And I don't care as much about week-to-week consistency, but he's very consistent week-to-week because he gets double-digit targets every week. Right. And he's not Deshaun Jackson, you know. Yeah, I'd- no. I, I- in turn, you know, if we're in a PPR league, I'll take Deontay Johnson all day long. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's why I thought he'd be the most underrated guy in the whole group. Most undervalued tight end. Hot. Dallas Goddard. Okay. His ADP is 68.7. All his underlying metrics are phenomenal. You know, yards per route run, efficiency numbers. My beef with him against even like a Friar Muth is he's definitely third on that team. There's a lot of mouths to feed. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely third. He's a clear third, but he's definitely third. I mean, Devontae Smith's a star. And people don't look at him that way. And Brown's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, those guys demand their targets. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, he's still, he makes the most of them. And it's a good offense. It's gets a lot of first downs and scores a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Um, that's it for his undervalued guys. Anybody you would include? I mean, we don't, we're not looking at the list here. 
in terms of, I bet you, I gar- almost guarantee you that Lamar is under going to be undervalued this year. I was thinking that too. You know, like six thousand yards is not going to do that. I mean, that's bonkers. I mean, but if Lamar throws for four thousand, right, and okay. even eighty percent of his normal rushing total, it's pretty darn good. I mean, even you know, even if you look at his stats from last year, and I'm pulling them up here, um, if he throws for where was he at last year? So his best season thus far, he's thrown for 3,100 yards. Okay, and I bet he eclipses that. That was his second year when he won the MVP. He had 30 3,100 yards passing, 36 touchdowns. And remember too, that was that was playing 15 games. So if he plays all, okay. if he somehow yeah. plays all seventeen, uh, maybe four thousand is a bit much. But thirty five hundred, I don't think that's crazy. I think they're going to throw the ball more and more efficiently, and his receivers will get more after the catch for him than he has. Things like that. The question with Lamar is, does he run as much? I don't think he will, but I think he'll still be eighty percent of what he usually does. Which is so in, in 2019, that was 1,200 rushing yards. In 2020, in 15 games, that was 1,000 rushing yards. Now, in 2021 and 2022, he played 12 games in each of those seasons. It was 767 and 764, almost identical. Wow. All right, let's, let's play a little game. They used to do this on uh, when Matthew Berry did the ESPN fantasy show. They could do the name game. Lamar or... Burrow. Burrow. Strictly fantasy, of course. Strictly fantasy. Okay. Lamar or Fields? I'll take Lamar. I think I agree on both of those. I I trust Burrow to play more games, too. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing I'm factoring in. Like, he's going to play games, and he's going to throw touchdown passes. Yeah, like they're they're going to throw the football. I don't think they're going to run the ball effect, all that effectively this year. Lamar or Lawrence? Lamar. Lamar Tua. <laughs> Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either one of those is even close. Yeah. Lamar or Herbert? Um, that one I could fight either way on. I'd probably take Lamar. I think. I mean, again, assuming he's back running the ball. If he runs for 800 yards this year, mm-hmm. Herbert's going to run for 300. So is Herbert going to make up 500 yards passing in five rushing touchdowns with his with his passing? Uh, it's yeah, debatable. Right. Debatable. So, I mean, the other names I could even consider, and I reached on two and a couple of them, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. I mean, I think I'm taking Lamar all day I'll long. take Lamar over those guys, yeah. Yeah. So he's like six, five, something like that. I mean, right. But I don't know, given the injury history, the last two seasons, that team people are going to are going to be willing to take him there. He fell farther in last year's draft than he probably deserved to. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I, in, in our draft, I think he went in like the sixth round. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I was going to take him, and in the, in the, he was right. he was sitting there, and I'm like, I'll take Lamar with the next pick, and then he got taken three picks ahead of me. Like, well, I guess I'm out of that market. But yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it does like there's you know back to the earlier conversation, whatever order you like, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, they seem like tier one. Then I'd probably put Burrow behind that and then probably Lamar. 
Yeah, yeah. And Burrow versus Lamar is a conversation too. Like that to me, it's not a slam dunk, but it's I would take Burrow. I just trust the injury history more. Exactly, exactly. Fields is a big producer, and he actually has some weapons now. I would still put him in the, right, right behind Lamar. Behind those guys. How about like, the Burrow. rushing's gonna be similar, but I trust Lamar as a passer more. Yeah. I think Fields' rushing will actually be better. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I, I think it will – similar by similar, I mean Fields finishes with eleven or 1,200 rushing yards and Lamar's eight or 900. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're both going to be like top three runners. I mean, you're talking about maybe three points a game on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Fields I – Herbert's a conversation for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, then, then you're talking like quarterback seven. I mean, Fields in the second half of last season was a monster. Was a monster, right? So we had this conversation before about the overrated quarterbacks. How I don't want to pay mid-second round value or mid-second round pick for those top three, but I don't think I want to drift too far away from Herbert Fields at seven either. No, I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, if I can get one of those guys in round five or six, I'm feeling yeah. pretty good about that. Because, like, some of the lists I've seen, I mean, like, quarterback 9-10 is, like, Deshaun Watson, Yuck. Anthony Richardson. You know, like, big question mark guy. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I'm sure, is. Right. Aaron Rodgers. You know. Easing his way back into that conversation. Like, I don't want I don't want to deal with those guys. I just pulled up a ranking as Geno Smith is their quarterback 12. Yuck. I'm not <laughs> Yuck. Dak 13 and Geno 12. Like, I'll take Dak over him, but. You know, I'd rather take Daniel Jones at 15 or somebody that runs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem taking Daniel Jones. No. Right, some right. of those other guys. Get some pass catchers now. Yeah. Interesting. No, but I like Lamar's value. If you can get him fifth round. Yeah. That's, that's, that seems about right. Hey, did you miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcast shows, such as The Drive. In the locker room with Wolf and Starks, the Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, the Steelers Standard with Tom and Jacob, as well as many more. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for our show today. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, I am Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.